everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Computer World's Executive Editor, Ken Mingus, as well as Macworld Executive Editor, Michael Simon. We are live on Computer World's LinkedIn page, as well as on our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. So if you have any questions, comments, things you want to say while we are talking, please do let us know either in the comments on LinkedIn or the live chat on YouTube. So we all know there was an Apple event on Tuesday. We talked about it last week. You know, there was, you know, some things that we expected, some things that were relative surprises. And and I think relative is kind of like the operative word here. But one of these relative surprises um, is the new Mac Studio. So I wanted to take today to talk about, you know, what it is, what it isn't, who it's for, and like who really won't get any use out of it. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the M1 Ultra chip as well. So let's actually start with the new chip. So it's not an M2. It's the final it part not. of the M1 lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what what are the uh, what are the stats? Like it's how much more how much more powerful is it compared to like you know the other one the the the, the pro and the max yeah all right so quite literally it's two m1 maxes exactly yeah like apple literally took the m1 max got some duct tape ultra tied them together it's actually part of the big story though go ahead go ahead go yeah ahead. and so everything about the m1 max is doubled you got 10 uh 20 CPU cores, 64 GPU cores, and up to 120 gigs of RAM. Everything is uh, also the newer engine, 32 32 core newer engine. Everything is double. But it doesn't um, double the, the power used, right? It doesn't. It doesn't require twice the power. No, I mean it's more power, but it's not anywhere near twice, and it's not anywhere near what similarly specced chips from Intel and Nvidia and AMD require. So yeah, it's quite remarkable. It's it's massive. That's why, you know, so last week the Mac Studio was was leaked, so to speak. So we we knew there was a Mac coming. We knew there was something Mac related at this event. Some people said the 27-inch iMac, some people said the Mac Mini, some people said uh the MacBook Air, the the, the next version of the MacBook Air. It was rumors were kind of all over the place. And then this thing landed on Friday, nine to five Mac. Um, got the exclusive on that and said, hey, this is this is what Apple's working on. They didn't quite say it was coming on Tuesday. And then uh, Bloomberg got the ball rolling on Sunday saying, hey, yeah, this is coming out on on Tuesday. But what? so when I saw the pictures of it, we were talking in, in, in the Macworld uh, Slack channel. I said, wait, so if this is this is obviously Apple Silicon. Why the heck is it so big? Why is it so tall? Mm-hmm. Because if, the, if Apple has shown us that you know, the MacBook Pro, yes, it's a little thicker than the previous MacBook Pros, but not anywhere near double the size. And with the thermal requirements of the chips and the way Apple does their thing, like that, it seemed like, what the heck? Why is this so thick? And Apple showed us. For one, the chip is is ridiculous. And for two, there's a big giant blower inside to keep it cool and to keep it quiet. Yeah, it's the thermals. It looks like two Mac Minis kind of stacked on top of it. Uh, yeah, like two and change, kind of. It's a little more than two, but yeah. Yeah, it does. And, you know, the design is, eh, it's nothing special. But it doesn't have to be special because what's inside it is what everyone it's very who special. can afford one has wanted, has wanted for a long, long time. They haven't had a machine like this since, like, 2005, I want to say. Like those Paramount G5 towers that were kind of affordable, a couple thousand dollars. 
and gave you tons of power or, you know, look great on a desk or under a desk. They were big under a desk. Apple hasn't really made that in a while. The Mac mini came along. The Mac mini isn't that machine. Yeah. It's a, sure. it's a low end budgety Mac. You know, it starts at 700 bucks. It's good, but it's not this. So if you were that person, you got the Mac mini, uh, the Intel Mac mini, which you're not going to buy. Uh-uh. And then you have the Mac Pro, which is $6,000. So you were like, all right, so now what? So now this thing comes along. It's like, okay, if you have $2,000 to spend or $4,000 to spend, you can get this ridiculously cool little kind of workstation caliber machine that fits right under your monitor. It's It starts at $19.99 for the M1 Max chip. Yeah. 30, is it $35.99 or $39.99? Uh, $39.99 for the Ultra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what... And maybe and this is kind of just more like, you know, of it, it can be theoretical or hypothetical or speculative. But who is this? Well, I mean, I'll, I guess I can ask, too, like, who did Apple say that this Mac Studio is for? Because it's not a Mac Mini. It's not a Mac Pro. What what types of people besides, you know, you have two thousand or four thousand dollars to spend? Well, it's it's for a pro, a pro, a creative professional creative. or you know, someone who does a lot of video work, photo stuff, you know, ma- mainly creative work that requires a ton of, of bandwidth and, and processing power. But, you know, you don't have $6,000 to spend. And even if you did, you'd be crazy to buy one right now. So you're kind of stuck. Yes, the Mac Mini is good, very good. But if you're doing video renders and you're, um, you know, working with with big giant photos and, and things like that, it's not enough. Plus, it max out of 16 things of RAM. So you're very limited on that Mac Mini end. And again, the Mac Pro is just too much. So this is this is that in-between device between the super, super high end and the super, super low end. It's, it's, it's almost literally in the middle. We got the Mac Mini for 700 and the Mac Pro for 6,000. This is two, between two and four. Right. So that, that's who it's for. Now, there is a whole nother subset of a buyer that wants something between the Mac Mini and, <laughs> and the Mac Studio. And I think that's coming too. In fact, I just wrote about that this morning. I think there will be an M1 or M2 Pro Mac Mini because if you if you notice, Apple conspicuously left the M1 Pro out of the Mac Studio, it's Max or Ultra. So it's 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 graphical stuff. Like they're targeting video work, photo work, podcast work, all that stuff, all that creative stuff, is what this is for. And then you have the Mac Studio uh, Studio Display to go with it, which is also that type of stuff. People who really have those, you know, those those um, color demands, they, they need to, right. you know, it's not as color accurate as the Pro Display XDR. I mean, the Pro Display XDR is $5,000, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a it's a nice display. 1600 bucks, a little expensive. Uh, I wouldn't buy one. It's a little bit, a little pricey, but, um, and you don't have X, uh, HDR or promotion. So it's, it's a lot, but, it has a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera. It has center stage in it. It has microphones in it. It has Siri support in it. It has um, really good speakers. So um, it's good. And if you're looking for that thing, you know, if you have a budget of $5,000, now you can get a really good display, a really good Mac with some money left over. Michael, any sense that maybe this is going to take the place of, of what we was assuming, were assuming was going to be the iMac Pro? Do you need an iMac Pro if you've got this and the display? Yeah, well, they got rid of it, you know, so right after the event. Right. So all right, so the event wrapped up, and John Turner said, 
um, you know, our Apple Silicon transition is nearly complete. There's one left, the Mac Pro, and everyone's like, well, well, wait a minute, there's another one left, isn't there? And as soon as that website went live, that 27-inch iMac was gone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, nowhere to be found. So, yeah, it, I mean, this, is, this is the rumors of that. It, because if you're looking at supply chain rumors, this is an iMac. There's yeah. an A13 inside it. There's a web camera. There's speakers. There's microphones. So if you're looking at parts, it's a 27-inch iMac, right? Mm-hmm. Um, an expensive but one. But it's not. Well, you know, you don't look at price. You're just looking at parts, yeah. what Apple's ordering. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it looks like Apple's gearing up to release this. Tw- we had heard rumors of the 27-inch iMac. We, you know, for 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 a while, we've talked about it on this show. Like, well, Apple has a 24-inch iMac. Why do we need a 27-inch iMac, too? Because they're kind of the same. Yeah, it would be faster. But we were hoping the 27 would become like a 30. Now that 27 makes a whole lot more sense because it's a, it's 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 its own display and it can go with the MacBook and an iMac and a uh, uh, obviously a Mac Studio and a Mac Mini, whatever you need. It's I wonder there. if you could take a Mac Studio and plug it into like an, an OLED TV and have like a super screen. Sure. It's just, it it's, just this, it's just yeah, it has HDMI and and it has a Thunderbolt. So yeah, sure. Yeah. If you have if you have the connection, the cable. Yeah. But what's also interesting, though, and, and you know, we, we also are now getting some clarity in terms of what Apple is planning for its chips. You know, mm-hmm. you've got one, the M1 Pro, the M1 Max, and the M1 Ultra. Is there, I don't think there's going to be an M1 Platinum Ultra Magic. Yeah, uh, uh, Turner said when he said this is the last chip, one, he said we have one last chip in the M1 line. So that's it. There's four of them. This was a surprise. We didn't expect this chip. Yeah. We had heard rumors that there was a, for lack of a better word, overclocked M1 Max, which is really what this is. But And we had also heard rumors of a dual die chip and a dual processor machine, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But we didn't hear M1 Ultra. And the way Apple did it, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's 20 cores. I mean, it's nuts. There was, there was a real uh, – Johnny Evans wrote about this for us on Computer World, and I was looking at a piece from uh, – Ben Bajaran, um, I think it might have gone up today, talking about the, and I don't understand all of the details of the infrastructure chip design, but he was very impressed. They were both very impressed by the way Apple is working to connect these two, yeah. you know, the M1 and the M1. It's that, I think it is called Ultra Fusion or something. Ultra like Fusion, that. yeah. And it, and it basically, it seems to me like it opens the door for, okay, you've got Ultra Fusion between two chips. Why couldn't you have it between four? Of course. And that's probably what the Mac Pro is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's, 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 it's remarkable that Apple created a brand new chip without creating a brand new chip. Right. Right. I mean, that's in itself a feat. And if I'm Intel, I am shaking in my boots because it's like, oh, my God, every time we think we catch up, they leapfrog us, they lap us. Well, you know, and the interesting (laughs) thing is, too, you know, and Ben made this point is that, yes, Intel can come up with a desktop chip that might theoretically be slightly faster or somewhat faster. But that's that's not the the, the ballgame Apple is playing. Apple's playing the performance per watt game. You know, we can give you X number of cycles or calculations or whatever, but we're keeping the heat and the power consumption way down. Right. And you can say, well, it's plugged in, so it doesn't matter. It does matter because you don't want that fan spinning if you're doing some you're short tasks. A lot of these things, that's yeah. a lot of electricity. Yeah. If you're kind of farming these things, you're, that, that adds up quickly. And the savings will add up. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. it's 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 crazy. I mean, so we have one benchmark online that was floating around, and uh, as expected, the single core is the same as the M1 because it's an M1. But the multi core was it was just bonkers. It was it was comparable to like AMD's 64 core Threadripper machine, which costs like two thousand for just the chip. I mean, it's what Apple is doing here is just absolutely remarkable. I'm sure Tim Cook fields calls every single day from little PC makers saying, "Hey, can we buy that chip from you? Can you get a, you get a license to do it at any time?" Because it's it's like he tells them all no, right? Yeah, oh yeah, of course he does. I mean, yeah. this is Apple's. This is Apple's. Just be clear. I mean, this is their advantage now. We thought the Mac was dead 18 months ago or 20 months ago before the Apple Silicon transition. We we were talking about the next phase. Steve Jobs, Mac uh, PCs were trucks. Post-PC transition, not, not anymore. You know, we are absolutely, the Mac is absolutely back at the top of the food chain. I agree. So what kind of, you know, comes next in the lineup like like we've established the m1 ultra that's the final you know iteration just in the m1 specifically so i mean yeah intuitively i would think eventually there will be an m2 and mm -hmm. is that sort of is that like i don't know pattern of adoption i guess going to follow something like you know m2 in the in the airs and then you know the pro and the max in the macbook pros etc um so that's question one. And then my question two is, I mean, Mike, you mentioned, or maybe it was you can, you know, the Mac Pro could have, you know, four of these M1 Max chips. So that would equal two M1 Ultras, just to do some quick math. But like, where where does that fit in? Like, what do you see being, I don't know, I guess just sort of like the nomenclature. Like, is that going to be like in a class all of its own? I think so. You could have an M2, well, M2 Ultra or M1 Ultra Duo or something like that. You could. Be... I mean, it's. Well, I, I'm not 100 sure. We, we've talked on this show before that maybe the Mac Pro is its own, like, is its own thing. Sure. AMD does it with Threadripper. Intel does it with Xeon. Like, they have their own names for the chips that are, you know, not for mere mortals. So sure. maybe apple has its own name because they did say this is the last chip in the m1 family they said that yeah so they could do yeah a dual core ultra which is technically not a new chip but i don't think so i think it's going to be something even even different and well all right to answer your first question yeah yeah okay all of these things <laughs> should get an m2 a sequel if you will yeah um the the macbook air and the Mac Mini, the low-end Mac Mini will get the M2, I assume. MacBook Pro, M2 Pro, M2 Max, M2 Ultra, you know, all those things. Um, you know, Apple has had a history of neglecting updates, if you will. So they'll come out with the Mac Mini, and then three years later, they'll update it. They don't, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, they can just, like the iPhone, every year it gets a new, new chip. Apple can just do that whenever it feels like it. You know, the M2 is going to be an M1 just a little bit faster. The M3 is going to be a three nanometer architecture. You know, they're already working on these things uh, as they as they as we speak. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not just sitting in a room. Right? OK, what do we do next? They know what's next. They're probably five years out. So all of those things, they're not going to get events. It's not going to be huge introductions. They'll just be one day we'll wake up and there'll be the M2 Mac Mini or whatever it is. Um, the second part of that question, the Mac Pro. So at the end of the. Uh, presentation john turner said and that uh, leaves us with one mac left in yes. our 
silicon transition to Mac Pro, but that's for another day. It was a really kind of coy teaser, but it also leads me to believe that they know. Like this stuff is cool, just wait. Because that those people, that's a totally different crowd. M1 Ultra is great for what it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of Mac Pro buyers who can switch to that machine. But the real high, high, super high-end Apple users are going to get a treat at some point. Maybe it's WWDC, maybe yeah. it's November, maybe it's next year. I don't know. But there's something coming that's that we can't even... Like the Mac Studio, the, the M1 Ultra chip in the Mac Studio is mind-blowing. And we just got the M1 Mac six months ago. And it makes that look like child's play. Right? I mean, it's like literally twice as fast as the fastest chip Apple has ever made. It A, a $4,000 Mac Studio is as fast as a $50,000 Mac Pro. It's nuts. Nuts. So I think that they have... In, in store for the for the Mac Pro, something that is, you know, just completely different than maybe it is modular. Maybe they found a way to do things differently. Who knows? Because it, it's a different it's a different class of user. Right. So like if they offer up a, a sealed box with the with the faster chip, I don't know if that if that's good enough. It's also a little bit uh, redundant now with the Mac Studio. So um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. But that tease at the end was real enticing. You know, in terms of the timeline, Michael, I'm curious because when they started rolling out Apple Silicon, they said the transition they expected to take a couple of years. And we'll be coming up on a couple of years this fall, right? Well, depends on what you look at. Well, when, the, when, did, the, when did the 13-inch M1 MacBook uh, Yeah, November. So you can say it was two years from the announcement of the, of the transition, which was in June of 2020. Yeah. Or two years from the from the arrival of the first M1 uh, Max, which was November of 2020. Right. Either way, it's this year. Yeah. Honestly, end of the year though, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. But honestly, they could not. There could not be a Mac Pro, and no one's going to care because that it's a different it's a different machine. In fact, on the day of the event, they added another option for a GPU, an AMD GPU. They upped the um the uh, base storage to 512 and i think they raised the the base processor so the the intel mac pro isn't dead by any stretch there are people who need that machine mm-hmm. uh even after the mac studio i'm sure there are people who buy it because it's a specific user there's no mac enthusiast that's going to buy that machine on a whim right. well maybe there might be some most of them aren't. They might look at it and say, well, that's cool. Yeah. But even if you handed them $6,000, like there's no point. I wouldn't know what to do with the Mac Pro. I wouldn't know what to do with the Mac Studio, to be honest. Yeah, I know. If you gave me $4,000 and said you could buy anything you want, I would not buy that because what the hell am I going to do with it? Like it's, sure. it's lost on me. So it's a different type of Mac person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they have different needs and, 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 I'm I'm real curious. And we said it last year. It's the one that I'm most interested to see. Yeah. Because like if this is what we're getting in this consumer semi-pro space, I mean, what on earth are they hiding for this Mac Pro? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe in a year, maybe. I mean, a WWDC announcement would like it, it seems intuitive, but they knows? could tease it there. They've done that yeah. a couple of times already where it doesn't come out until January. Right. Of the following year, right. but they give us a look at what it's going to look like, what it's going to do. 
that is a perfect time for that, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both so much. I think lots of good info about, you know, the new the new stuff and who can, you know, actually Wait, hold benefit on. Ken, did it. you order two or three studios? I did not. No. <laughs> I'm with you, Michael. I'm at the point now that, I mean, they've, they've blown past my even my perceived needs. You know, I mean, yeah. as a reminder, I've got the, you know, the, the big MacBook Pro with the M1 Max in it. And so mm-hmm. my editing is much faster now and my, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, chats and video goes just fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in the same boat you are. What would I do with? with yeah, I mean, it's not, well, the, I love the idea of a Mac Studio and the Mac Studio display replacing my company iMac. Maybe company people, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's only thirty six hundred bucks. They can they can swing that. So I mean, I like the idea of that, but it will, you know. But no, that's just overkill, even for me. You know, yeah. I do I do agree that if they were going to tease it. Doing so in front of a you know at, at an event that is geared toward developers, totally. In front of, you know, you know, coding and and some speed gains and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that's that's the crowd, and that's not even that's probably ten percent of the people in the audience are the are the crowd. Like it's such a niche product, the Mac Pro. I mean, right. they. I feel like they even sort of mentioned developers in the um in the like Mac Studio Mac Studio well, yeah, announcement. It's it's definitely a developer machine. It's it's. it's it's four thousand dollars and it, mm-hmm. it's cre- crazy fast right yeah yep. there's nothing that i do on this i have a, a macbook pro like can i have the 14 inch and i love it there's mm-hmm. nothing i do that comes close to taxing this machine <laughs> <laughs> the studio would just laugh at me it would just it would literally go to sleep like half of it would just go to sleep it's so, <laughs> like, yeah, snooze button. it'll anyway. help you type faster <laughs> yeah you'll be able to type uh, faster yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much for um, chatting. Um, I really appreciate it. And yeah, I guess we'll see what is coming up later in the year. But I think this is a nice overview of what has already happened. So thank you both so much. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, you can give it a thumbs up. And you can also subscribe to our channel, IDG Tech Talk on YouTube. If you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over there. And you can also hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, first impressions, whether this is for you, whether it isn't, let me know in the comments below. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.